0: As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa wa barakatuh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihi al-Nabiya al-Kareem. Amma abad. Ibadullah, yaqulullah subhanahu wa ta'ala fi kitabih al-Aziz. أنا أقول بالله من الشيطان الرجيم موسى أن الظالمين قوم فرعون in the last session we went over from amongst the ten characteristics of having a pure heart and we are on the topic called Salim and Salim means to be pure Salim means to be pure from a few things and we had gone over the first three things or first four things that you need your heart to be pure from in order to be Salim hatred, jealousy along those lines. Now we're on number five. Number five is al kibar. And unfortunately, I will say this is probably one of the best, biggest difficulties that this Ummah is facing. Where everyone somewhat has some type of kibar within them. Kibr or arrogance literally means to think low of others and that you're better than them. And it is the thing that led shaitan out of Jannah. That is how bad of a disease it is. So the one who is removed from Jannah is Iblis Shaitan. And he's removed because of Kibr. I'm better than him. That means one of the greatest and the most effective diseases of shaitan is al-kibar. Everyone wants to feel something about themselves. Ma who am I? Do you know what I know? Now before we talk about kibar, I want to talk about one thing really quickly, and that is, what does it mean to be kibar? that I am better than someone else. They are lower than me. However, if you are an expert at something, in a particular trait or skill, for example, if you're a doctor, you can believe that you have more medical knowledge than the other person. But believing that you are overall better than that person, then that's arrogance. You can be good at something, look, I'm more educated than you in that respected field, and I'm a little bit more knowledgeable than you. I'm not better than you overall, but I'm more knowledgeable than you, no more knowledgeable than you in that particular field. That's okay. But to actually feel that I'm better than that person overall, that's a problem. That's, that's what kibbutz. is. The Messenger of Allah wasallam, is known to be the most compassionate, most kind, and most generous human being on the face of this earth. And he was looking for every opportunity and every avenue to enter all of us into Jannah. He وسلم, he said, A person will not enter Jannah if he has an iota amount of Kibar within him. A very small, minute amount of Kibar is found within that person and the Messenger of Allah said, that person will not enter Jannah. A person who has kibar in his heart cannot enter Jannah. He needs to be pure from that. He needs to cleanse himself of that kibir. And if we do not cleanse ourselves of that kibir before we of judgment, then Allah, protect us, will send us to Jahannam to clean us of that kibar, remove that kibar from our hearts, and then enter us into Jannah. Haditha ibn Wahab. رَضِيَ اللَّهُ says, رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمِ يَقُولَ أَلَا أُخْبِرُكُمْ كُلُّ This the hadith is narrated in Sahih Bukhari in Sahih Muslim. The Prophet said, Shall I inform you of the people of the fire, of the people of Jahannam? Namah Allah said, جواز Every harsh person who boasts, a person who boasts about how great he is and does not share with others, who, who hoards, who, who keeps things to himself and does not share, and a person with arrogance. Every harsh person and every person who keeps things for himself and does not share, and a person who has arrogance. Prophet he said he gave us something so we can, where we can test ourselves if we have kibar in ourselves or not. And he mentions kibar. A person with pride has two characteristics within them. Number one, the truth is hidden from him. In other words, he is not able to accept the truth. We live in a time where people are not able to accept valid criticism. Rather than focusing on the message, we focus on who gave it. And then we're trying to come up with reasons why did they give it. What is a hidden agenda why they're advising us and criticizing us. No matter how bad a person, the one who's giving the advice, no matter how bad... That person may be, if it is correct, it is our job to accept it. So when someone, are you open enough? Are you accessible enough? Are you calm enough? Where people can come to you and say, hey, that was not nice, that was rude, that was ridiculous, that is not something you should have done. Or are we such people? That if we do wrong, no one has just stopped to go and tell that person. That person always gets mad. He always argues back with me. I'm going, I'm taking my time to advise That's them, really but they're going to get me. They don't advising that person. And every person, the second quality that they have, they belittle people. People are always trying to drag others down in an effort to lift themselves. So they belittle others. Oh, you're good at that? Well, I'm better than you at something else. Belittling others can be done verbally or it can be done with our attitude, attitude towards them. So the Prophet ﷺ said, in another narration, it is enough for a man to be evil. That it is enough from evil, from within you, of a man, that he considers another Muslim law. Every Muslim is haram upon another Muslim. Their blood is haram. Their wealth is haram. Their izzat, their honor, their dignity is haram upon us. It is haram upon us. The honor of a Muslim carries more weight than the bricks of the kaaba Some people try to justify belittling others by pointing, pointing to their faults or sins that they committed. You know what that person did? As if they are better. Don't look at the faults of others, look at your own faults. But they try to justify, no, that person committed that sin, that person did that wrong, so you know he's like that, she's like this, because they did this, they know, okay, well, you've done your sins. Your sin was hidden, their sin was exposed. This hadith, كل Muslim, على حرام shows that the Prophet honored every Muslim. That every person's honor is sacred and cannot be disrespected. The Messenger of Allah was very respectful and even dignified even with his enemies. He had adab and respect with his enemies too. Those who were harsh, to him, salallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was respectful to him. He's extremely respectful. So if he, sallallahu alaihi wa sallam, was like this with the enemies, you can imagine how much more is that respect and honor he gave to the Muslims. There's a famous poem by Imam al-Shafi, rahimallah. مَنَّالَ لِنِّي أَوْ أَلِقْتُ بِذُمَّتِي أَبْرَادُهُ لِلَّهِ Imam Mashafi Raheemullah he says, if you owe me anything, I forgive you. If you did anything to me, I forgive you. Because on the day of judgment, either you will not enter Jannah because I didn't forgive you. And if I were to do that, I would hurt the Prophet. So I forgive everyone. Because I don't want the Prophet to be upset with me on the Day of Judgment because someone didn't enter Jannah because I didn't forgive him. Because I didn't forgive her, he didn't, she didn't enter Jannah, and the Prophet is upset with me. Because the Prophet was looking for every opportunity, every avenue, every means of entering us all in Jannah, and they're not going to enter Jannah because we couldn't forgive them. So the Prophet loved Muslims honor to the Muslims. King Sallallahu Alaihi sallam loves us more than we love ourselves. Today I'm going to focus on one incident that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala narrates in the Quran. And that is the manner, the conversation of Sayyidina Musa Alayhi Salaam with Pharaoh. When Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala sent Musa and Harun Alayhi Salaam to Fir'un, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Musa alayhi salatu wa salam and Harun alayhi salatu wa salam faqoolan lehu qawlan layyna Who is Fir'aun? Fir'aun is one of the biggest examples of arrogance in the Qur'an. When the Prophet salallahu would talk about the most arrogant person in his time, he salallahu alayhi wa sallam said that person is the Fir'aun of our time. Fir'aun was so arrogant that he considered himself to be a god, and the Quran goes into great detail on the conversation between him and Musa Musa considered himself to be a god. Even then, Allah subhanahu wa taala told Musa والسلام, "When you go talk to him, be soft. قَوْلًا, له قولا talk to him in a soft tone in a kind tone in a respectful tone don't disrespect him don't disrespect him after all he is your elder he is your guardian after all he is your guardian he is your elder you don't disrespect him now the youngsters you don't know what my father did you don't know what my mother did I have the right to disrespect them. SubhanAllah. Sayyidina Musa a.s. is told to go soft talk, soft talk softly to the one who is not even his father. He's his adopted father and a person who claims to be God. The Messenger of Allah did not have parents where he could show his respect to to show us how to respect our parents. And if you look in that Quran, the Prophet was taught other elders. When Abu Lahab disrespected the Prophet sallallahu wa sallam, when the Prophet, وسلم, when the Prophet gathered all the family members, Ya Ma'ashir al Quraish, Ya Ma'ashir al bani Ya etc. when the Prophet gathered everyone, and he said to them, that if I told you that behind this mountain, when he was gathered on Mount Sakha, if I told you behind this mountain that there's an army coming to attack you, would you believe me? Of course you would believe you, O Muhammad. You're the Alameen, the Sadid. You're the trustworthy, the truthful one. So I'm, the Prophet said, I'm going to warn you about something even more severe. If you do not believe in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then I give you the warning and a punishment that on the day of judgment, I've been Abu Lahab responded, Tabbullahiya Muhammad. Ali, Alihada jamaatana. O Muhammad, destruction be to you. Is this why you have gathered us? To talk to us about this nonsense? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have told the Prophet sallallahu oh Muhammad, go tell Abu Lahab. Give, him, give a response to Abu Lahab. I mean, see near the end of the Quran. والله سبحانه وتعالى says كل يا أيها الكافرون كل هو الله أحد كل أؤذى برب الفلق كل أؤذى برب الناس كل الله سبحانه وتعالى is commanding the prophet صلى to say something right before surah al ikhlas is what تبَتْ يَدَى وَتَبَ مَا أَغْنَى عَنْ مَالُهُ وَمَا كَسَرَ لَعَلَّهُ شَكٌّ كُلُّ تَبَتْ يَدَى أَبِينَهَا بِوَتَ what is Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala trying to teach the Prophet Sallallahu Abu Lahab is your elder. Abu Lahab express such joy and happiness on your birth, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You can't disrespect him, he's your elder. But I will handle this. <icism> and Allah revealed this. <cider goodbye> what is the background before we get into the conversation, inshaAllah? And we'll try to end off with the conversation too. It's a beautiful conversation. And you can see the manner on how Fir'aun responds and how Musa a.s. responds. And this is a good way of doing da'wah too. Because he is the harsh, he is the most harshest of people. So when you do the work of da'wah, you will have harsh people. So look at how Musa alayhi And how own would talk. Now before we get to that story, what is going on? What happened? Musa alayhi comes from the lineage of Ya'qub and Yusuf alayhi And if you read the story of Yusuf alayhi to give you another historical context from the Qur'an, in Surah Yusuf, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the leader and the Amir of Egypt, he mentions king. And when he mentions the leader in the time of Musa Allah says Fir'aun or the Pharaoh. History tells us in the time of Musa the leader of Egypt was called king. In the time of Musa they were called pharaohs. So Fir'aun is not his name. But Fir'aun is the leader. The Amir of Egypt. So the Quran proves through history, meaning this proves the authenticity of the book of the Quran. Malik or king is used then, and Fir'aun is used in the time of Musa. Anyways, in the story of Yusuf, a.s. you will find the عَلَى al-Khazar in the They say that Yusuf a.s. is made the treasurer of Egypt. And eventually, Yusuf a.s. and his brothers and his father Yaqub, a.s. all of them migrated and moved from Quran to. Egypt. So Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam and his brothers, they live in Egypt. And the children of Israel, Bani Israel, are the children of Yaqub alayhi salatu wasalam. So initially, the people Banu Israel, the children of Yaqub alayhi salatu wasalam because of Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam, were very respected. And his progeny was very respected. But as time went on, people began to spread nationalist and racist sentiments about them. Why are we letting them take over our country? They migrated from Qaddaa. Why are we letting them take over our country? We need to put the people of Egypt first. And they should go back to their country. I'm pretty sure this sounds very familiar. But as this can be seen, that this is the basis of their arrogance and oppression. Unfortunately, similar slogans are used in every country and nation. It's us first time. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly reminds us in the Qur'an that we are all brothers and sisters and we are the same. The leadership of Fir'auns or the Pharaohs began and when the leadership of Firaun began, no, Firaun is the, is the name of the leader of Egypt, Pharaoh. They began to enslave the progeny of Yaqub, wasalam, in other words, known as Bani Ismail. The Firaun mentioned in the Quran, he saw a dream. That his kingdom will be overthrown by a child of Bani Israel. So he became extremely paranoid in order for all the male children to be killed. Musa's mother was scared on what to do after giving birth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put it in our heart that put Musa in a basket and put him in a river. That's it. This is the ultimate level of tawakkul. You just put him in the basket. Put him in the river. Or he's bound to drown. But Allah trust me, I'll take care of it. So the mother of Musa Salam, she put Musa Salam in a basket. And eventually the child was picked up by Firah who considered killing him. But his wife came to them and said, don't kill him, own. Perhaps we'll make him our child Or we'll benefit from him This shows you something Even Fir'aun who claimed to be a god Couldn't say no to his wife Even Fir'aun who claimed to be a god Couldn't say no to his wife Anyways, Musa grew up in the palace of Fir'aun and was eventually bestowed Prophet. And his main job was to come back and to speak up to Fir'aun about his enslavement and mistreatment of Islam. Now the upcoming conversation is even more unique because it's between an adopted son and his adopted girl. Fir'aun was not excused from his behavior because... He was like a father to him. He was not excused for this, but Musa bin Musa bin did not show any disrespect towards him, despite him being such an evil person. Rather, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala told him to speak calmly and respectfully. La Musa bin Salatullah Sallallahu went to Pharaoh. Wa idnada Rabbu Musa anet al Qom al Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Musa alayhi wa sallallahu wa sallam, Go to Fir'aun. Qala rabbihin mi aqafu hain yukaddi. Oh Allah, if I go, if I go to Fir'aun, I'm scared they're going to reject me because of my mistake. What was his mistake? That he killed someone. Musa alayhi wa sallam made a mistake. That he killed someone. And this is the ultimate advice that I give to people suffering from depression. People will come to me and say, Maybe i a grave mistake. And we tell them that this mistake does not define you. Just like the mistake of Musa was said, I'm killing someone does not define him. But he was scared. I did something wrong. And my chest, it feels so tight. Ya Allah, I don't know if I can go back. And I can't speak properly. I stutter. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent him, uh, sent him Harun as a partner. And he remembered his sin, his mistake of killing someone, so he was scared that they're going to kill me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him, كَالَا Don't worry. بِآيَاتِنَا مَعَكُمْ مُسْتَمِعُونَ Go with my signs, we're listening. Faqtiya فِرْعَوْنِ So they went to Fir'aun, both of them went to Fir'aun. فَقُولَ And they said to him, إِنَّا رَسُولُ رَبِّ أَنْ أَرْسِلْ بَنِي We have been sent by the Lord of the universe. So send Bani Israel with us. So now Allah has instructed Fir'aun, uh, has instructed Musa wasalam, to go to Fir'aun and to speak to him. And although he was scared for this crime, Allah assured him to go, and he spoke to Pharaoh and said, let Bani Israel go from being slaves. Fir'aun responded, قَالَ نُرَبِّكَ فِينا وَلِيدًا فِينا مِنْ Now I'm going to go over nine traits and attributes of Fir'aun. Now what we need to do with this, let's ask ourselves, are these same qualities within us or not? And if these are the same qualities within us, these are the qualities that we need to remove from our hearts in order to remove giving. So try to pay attention to I'm going to talk about the solution and cause, and if we can finish everything today, otherwise we'll finish the week. He said, <laughs> Didn't you grow up in front of me? Didn't I do your Didn't I do your upbringing? Didn't I do your upbringing? Didn't I do your upbringing? سِمِينَ Didn't you live amongst us? So what's the first trait that Fir'aun has? He brings up his position and rank when faced with the truth. You see, when someone knows they're wrong, they don't want to talk about the conversation. They're going to bring up their position and rank. Who are you to tell me? How often do we hear? Or do we say things like, Who are you to tell me? You're like a kid to me. It's an assignment. If someone is speaking the truth, no matter who it comes from. Sayyidina Ali says, Everyone who taught me something is my teacher. Even if it was a slave, then I consider that slave my teacher. That, this doesn't mean that youngsters are allowed to be disrespectful. Musa was not disrespectful. So this is not giving any of the youngsters authority to disrespect their elders either is telling the elders to not say you're a kid to me I dare you to advise me number two Fir'aun said and you did what you did and you're being ungrateful Fir'aun's quality number two trait number two He brings up irrelevant faults of the person and accuses them of being haters. In other words, ungrateful for everything you have done for them. I've done so much for you. You know what I've done for you? This has nothing to do with the topic that we're talking about right now. Why are you bringing up other things? We're talking about something else right now. This is also a saying of Kibbala. Musa alayhi wa sallam responded. Look at how he responded. Remember, Musa a.s. all he said was, send Bani Israel with me. You you know, you're disrespecting them, you're mistreating them, just send Bani Israel with me. That's all I'm talking about. And Firaul said, didn't you grow up in fiction? Am I not your guardian? Don't you remember what you did? You killed someone, you did all of these things, don't you remember all of that? It's irrelevant to the topic. Musa a.s. still responds, What is he say? Look how Musa responds. I did what I did at that time, and I made a mistake. Now, instead of arguing, oh, you don't know what happened, this happened, that person came, you don't understand, he threatened someone from my clan. No, no, you didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. You right, I made a mistake. And I ran away because I was scared. I didn't know what else to do. I was scared. (laughs) Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted me wisdom and he made me from amongst the messengers. What did Musa do? He accepted his mistake and said it was an accident. He expresses that now he has grown since his mistake. He got better. And he goes back to the main discussion. And respectfully points out that his own mistake or own fault is irrelevant to the discussion. Bani Israel are being enslaved and treated horribly, it's wrong. bani Israel? The topic is Bani Israel, okay. What does my mistake have to do with Bani Israel? Why are you beating them, you know, whipping them and abusing them? Safir so own response. So now he's being challenged on his faults now. Yeah, Musa admitted his faults. So you can't respond anymore. Okay, I, I I did wrong, you're right. Okay, now what else? I'm admitting. But let's get back to the topic. own responds, what does he do? When he's challenged on his own faults, he changes the subject. Like, if I forget about Israel, وَمَا Fir'aun, an ultimate disrespect of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In English, instead of asking who is the Lord of the Universes, Fir'aun responds in Arabic, the word ma is used, not man. Ma is used. Fir'aun responded and, and, and asked Musa alayhi ma, what is the Lord of the Universes? What, not who? What? What is this Lord of the Universes? So he's changing the subject. And an arrogant person changes the subject. Now remember, we're not trying to think about other people who have these mistakes. We're trying to see if we have these mistakes so we can fix them. What's that? What's that? God, Okay, you want to know who? He didn't like say, how dare you say what? He just responds. Okay. He's the Lord of the universes and the earth and whatever is between it. God, Samawati, if you believe. you know when you have a group of people together that came with a gang and the other person is alone and the person that's by himself Embarrasses that leader. What does the leader do? He just turns to his friends and he just makes them laugh. Even though he's being humiliated, but he somehow gathers the friends and humiliates them. So what does Farahun do? He turns to his you know, ministers around him, the people around him. Farahun turns around, looks at them. You hear this guy? Are you listening to him? The Lord of the universes and whatever is between. You hear this guy? Allah This is the fourth trait. Or the third trait of Pharaoh. Or fourth trait. Make a scene or a drama out of the situation. He doesn't want to discuss it. He doesn't want to address the issue. He just wants to make a big scene trying to get a fight out. He just makes a big scene. You understand what this guy is saying? قال لمن Musa. Response. قال ربكم أبايكم He's your Lord and the Lord of your forefathers. They're on response. He looks at his people again. He's not addressing musa He's still talking to his boys. This person that's been sent to you as a messenger, he's insane. So now he's insulting him. And he questions this person's intelligence. He's not going to address the issues. An arrogant person will start insulting and cursing at you and accusing you of being a lack of intelligence. Musa alayhi wa He's the Lord of the East and the West, and whatever is between it, in kuntum if you had any akal. He called them Mujnoun. Jesus a.s. responded in respectful manner. He's the Lord of the East and the West and whatever is between it. In kuntum daqilun. If you had any akal, if you had any intellect, he would understand that. Qal, لَئِنِ اتَّخَدْتَ إِلَىٰهِمْ وَيِّلَّا تَعِلَىٰ لَنَّكَ مِنَ الْمَسْجُّونِينَ Now Firam getting angry. And he says, if you take another God besides me, then I'm going to imprison you. I'm going to put you in jail. This is the sixth trait of Pharaoh. Yeah, what does he do? He turns a calm conversation into a physical and a violent conversation. You want to fight? Completely changed conversation. He doesn't want to talk no more. He's becoming aggressive because he does not want to address the issue. Musa kept calm. He kept calm and responded respectfully. قَالَ أَوَلُوا جِدَّكَ بِشَيْءٍ مُّبِينٌ What if I brought you some clear signs? What if I brought you some clear signs? قَالَ فَأْتِّ بِهِ إِن كُنْتَ مِنَ السَّعَدِكِ If you are truthful, then bring them. فَأَلْقَ أَصَابُوا فَإِذَا لِيَسْعُدَانَ مُّبِينٌ (tries) وَنَزَأَيَدَهُ فَإِذَا هِيَ Musa threw his staff, through his stick and it became into a clear serpent or snake. And he showed him other sense. So Fir'aun responded, قَالَ حَوْلَهُ He said to his ministers and people around him, إِنَّ هَذَا He's a knowledgeable magician. يُرِيدُ أَن min مِّنْ bi بِسِحْرِهِ now, this is the seventh trait of the home. Now, what is he doing? He starts some propaganda and he starts questioning the motives and the intentions of Musa to turn people against Musa. You know why he's really here? He's here because you guys are the leaders and he wants to take this land from you. He doesn't care about Bani Israel. His ulterior ul- motive and agenda is to take Egypt. It's a very familiar propaganda we see nowadays. This was the seventh trait of Firaun, and inshallah, in our next session, we'll go over the last two traits of Firaun, continuing this conversation and the solutions to arrogance, inshallah. So, in order to hear the complete story for this, you have to come back next week, inshallah. wa